0: So we've been talking about the law of this house. We've been, we've been talking about establishing God's rule in your life. We've been talking about getting you to a place where God really wants you to be. Um, because that's the only place you should be, is the place where God wants you to be. is the only place worth being. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And, and hopefully um, we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you to a good spot and give you something tasty to kind of nibble on. Uh, for a while and then kind of go from there. So if you have your Bible real fast, we're gonna to go to Psalms one twelve, um, starting in the sixth verse, we're gonna read six through eight, and we're gonna read it in two versions of the Amplified, <laughs> uh, which will which will be interesting here. So Psalms one twelve, six through eight, I'm gonna read it off the screen for you. It says, He will not be moved forever, the uncompromisingly righteous, the upright and right standing with God shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord. I like that. His heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his desires established upon his adversaries. I like all of that. The Amplified Version, verse 6, says, He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting, confidently, bless you, relying on and believing in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear while he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. I like looking upon my adversaries with satisfaction they say yep i like that and you know and and i think the first the first two weeks we've been really laying some some foundation some some solid work to sort of gird us up said i want you to live your life with satisfaction looking upon your adversaries looking upon those folks that that sought to defeat you looking to those people that were adverse to you looking at all those people that came up against you i want you to look upon them with satisfaction knowing that i have you Right here, the whole key to our plan of living our life right now is about being safe, secure, and sound, and established in God. First and foremost, that's the end of the discussion. There's no wiggle room there. There is no leeway or leniency that's going to be given. Either you're going to trust and rely on me or you're not. In the words of Yoda, do or do not. Uh There is no try. You have to do it. (laughs) Yoda was a wise old frog thing, whatever he was. And yes, I just snuck Star Wars into my message. That's nice. But understand, Psalms 112 is the foundation upon which you have to live your life. See, and the thing about it says your heart will be established and steady. Now, we're going to talk about your heart and what happens down the road. If your heart is not steady and established, it will cause you to fail. It will cause you to fail. The rule and law of your house has to be established where? In your heart. This is what I believe, Lord. It is established, and it is written upon the tablets of my heart. Because if it's deep inside my heart, then my mind can't control it because it's in my heart. If it's deep inside my heart, then my mouth has to speak what's in my heart. That's why the rule of this house has to be established, not in just your head, not just in your mouth, but it has to be in your heart. You have to be firmly established upon this. Yes, God, you are my only source. You are the only way that I'm choosing to live. You are the only way that I handle situations. You are the only thing that gives me counsel, you and you alone. Not my intellect, not my quick wit, not my sense of humor. It is you and you alone. I said, God, I hear you. And that's what he's trying to establish in your that's the reason why it took three weeks to get to this point. Because he's got to make sure that you understand this completely. Because you can't move on until you understand that God has to be it. The only source in your life. The uncompromisingly righteous person will never fear bad news. This is the rule of law in this house. We don't fear because God sits at the head of my life. So what is the rule of law in your house? I don't fear. I don't fear, I don't fear anything because God says at the head of my life. I fear nothing. There's no thing that can come knocking on my door that I will be afraid of because my heart is established in God's word. I am anchored to God's word. To be established and to be fixed means to be anchored, supremely secure in God's word. And what God's word says, more importantly, about me. That is the bedrock of what I stand on, what I believe on, and how I comport myself. 2 Peter, verse 1. 2 Peter 1 and 10. In the Amplified. Both of them. Says, therefore, believers, <laughs> be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling in choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. Now, because of this, brethren, Be all more solicitous and eager to make sure, to ratify, to strengthen, and to make steadfast your calling and election. We talked about this last week. For if you do this, you will never stumble or fall. You'll never fail. If you do this, if you are strengthened and you ratify God's calling on your life. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a minute. Not so much that Yes, he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, but he called you for a specific purpose. So we need you to understand it's not just enough. It's not just enough to get in by the skin of your teeth. He said, I didn't send my son down here for that, just for you, just for just enough. He said, yes, I want that for you, but I want so much more. I want so much more. And we we literally are I believe Co Pastor said last week, we're living beneath our privileges because yeah. we don't embrace everything that God has for us and the call that is upon your life. Yeah. Now, when we talk about the call on your life, there are some things that we all have in common. Mm-hmm. One, He has called us to be the head, not the tail. Right. He has called us to be above only and never again beneath. Yes. He has called us to be prosperous. He has yeah. called us to be healthy in our body. Yeah. He has called us to be salt and life in the world. Yeah. We know all of those things. That is just basic information for you as a believer. So if you at least embrace that call upon your life, you'll never fall. You'll never stumble because this is what he elected you to do. Uh-huh. Now just think, just think what would happen if you tapped in a little bit more to say, God, show me exactly what you want me to do. Yes. I know you want me to be healed, so you know what? The rule and law of my house is that I'm healed. That I am above only and never again beneath, that I can never be defeated. I understand that. That's the rule and law of this house, yeah. of my house. Now show me more. Yeah. So good. Amen. But we can't get to more until we establish this first. Ratify that I've called you specifically for something fabulous and wonderful and glorious yeah. in your life. And the thing that I really like about this, he said, make sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. Huh. So, yes, God, I, I, you are the head of my life. Yeah. But guess what? My behavior doesn't reflect a proper relationship with God. So it's one thing to get here on Sunday and you say your town Confession. It's one thing to, you know, to say the confession before we have the word brought forth to us. It's one thing to agree in corporate prayer. It's another thing to act like it outside of this building. So because your relationship should be manifested in how you act every day. So you can't say this is the rule and law of this house, but your behavior doesn't say that. So if your behavior is betraying you, that's why you're not receiving all of the things from God. And that's why in your house, lack sneaks in. That's why depression sneaks in. That's why Lodabar sneaks in. Because our behavior is permitting it to enter into the house. So when we read here and we're talking about all of these things that God wants to do for you, He said, I want you to bar the gates. There are enemies at the gates said, I need you to gird yourself up. Make sure that your actions correspond with what the Word says. Make sure that you are standing in faith. Make sure that you're confessing not just with your mouth but with your heart. Make sure that you are standing in a position that you can receive all from me, but your behavior has to line up with what I'm telling you to do. So like petulant little children, we hear from our parents, but yet we do the opposite. So that's not what we need you to do. See, this all goes back to that point we talked about a few weeks ago about submission. He said, listen, the rule and law of your house means that, yes, you have to believe that God is who he is and that he is the head of your life, but you also have to act that way as well. You have to have corresponding action with saying, yes, this is the rule, but actually, you know what, you got to back it up. A rule is only as effective as the enforcement of the rule. So yes, I can say that I am healed, but if I don't enforce that rule in my house by saying it over and over and over again and declaring it with authority and being decisive in my actions, then I am fooling myself. Corresponding action is the rule of law in this house. Lord, it's not just enough to say it, but I'm actually going to do it. Can you do it? Yes, we can. Can you dig it? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Because, Lord, you know what? I'm tired of stumbling around. I need to make sure that my relationship with you is actually strong and secure and actually benefits me and everyone else around me. We've read that before. Is that This is what your job is supposed to be, to be salt and light, to make sure that your relationship is good so it affects you and others around you. There's no more drought. We produce all of the time. Those corresponding actions will make sure that you are producing fruit all of the time. So so not only is the rule and law of this house is that God is at the head of my life and that I have corresponding action that lines up with what God says about me, but I also produce all of the time. So if production is not happening or if we're fruitless, then we need to go back to the rules that we are enforcing and what we're allowing inside of the house. Now, if a crazy man walked up to my front door with an ax in his hand, I am not going to allow him inside my home because I can clearly see that he has bad intentions. Yes. Yeah. So when the enemy comes and knocks on your door and he's got lack in his hand, or he has depression, or he has malnourishment, or he has fear, or he has any sort of calamity inside of his hands and he is knocking, at the door of your heart, trying to get in, and he is knocking at the door of your mind, will you let him in? No, No, because I can clearly see that he has bad intentions. So the rule and law of my house says I don't let you in. I don't even entertain what you're bringing to me, because God sits at the head of my life, which means that there is nothing else that I need to seek out from any other place than what God has for me. There's nothing else that anyone knocking on that door could bring to me that I don't already have. So you can start checking off your rules. Like, All right, that's good. Romans 6 and 13 and 14 in the Message Bible talks about you no longer being a slave to sin. It establishes that sin is no longer ruling over us. And it's not so much when we always think about sin, like I'm not talking about you being out in the streets and, you know, and being a, you know, being a bad guy, you're not murdering, killing, slandering people and all that stuff. We're simply talking about those actions that separate you from God. That's what sin is. Sin is a wedge that separates you from God. So that wedge is no longer ruling over you. Understand that right now you've been called to freedom but you have to be decisive in your decision-making and your action, in your actions. I mean, like, God, you know what? You're, you're right. Like, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't, you know, just, just kind of roll by or, or just say it's okay or just be permissive when these uh, terrible things come to play. Like, no, I, I, have to be, I have to be ready. I have to know that I'm no longer slave to this nonsense that you're bringing me. So if lack comes to my door, I can tell lack where to go. When sickness and disease comes to my door, I can tell it where to go. Said so when anything that's going to separate me from God comes to my door, I can tell it you have to go. Said so it just doesn't make any sense. Said so don't go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act. Be decisive. Be decisive. Don't be wishy-washy. If it's the rule in your house, then it's the rule in your house. Now, in my personal home, I am the heavy, literally and figuratively speaking. <laughs> so I am the enforcer. Like, no, you can't. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's what I say. No, 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 no. Now, my wife, she is grace and mercy. I am just surefire punishment. said, but I enforce the rule. I enforce the rule, like I have to enforce the rule, that's what I'm doing, and I'm decisive in my action. It's not, well, no, you shouldn't have done that, regardless of who it is. Now, I know my children swear that I play favorites, but it's like, no, I say no to you all equally, it's okay, it's fine. No, you can't receive any of this. I said, but that's how it is. It's, it's you know, it's the grandparents' fault for letting them do whatever they do now. I said, but you have to be decisive in your action said, yes, God, I'm going to do exactly what you called me to do. So if you say this, then that's what it's going to be. I have, we right now, and I think the reason why so many believers don't receive from God is because we can't make up our mind, in fact, what we really want. Uh-huh. We can't make up our mind on what course of action we're going to believe. Okay, is it seven steps to prosperity or is it four steps to, to living in, in grace? And mer- or is it 10 steps for this? Or, or should I just sit here and worry myself until it shows up? Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're not decisive. Because the rule of law is God's word. God's word. That's the rule. That's, the rule. Yes, sir. That's it. Yes, sir. It clearly maps out for you how you receive from God mm-hmm. ask and you shall receive. Yeah. It's very clear. It's very clear. But so many times we get sucked into this, into your own school of thought Uh than actually going to the source and saying, okay, what is it that you have for me? Real fast, let's go to James. James chapter 1, verse 6. Verse 6 through 8. You know what, and I'm going to read this in the... um, the new living, my friend. Good man. It's almost like you knew where I was headed. <laughs> so James chapter 1 in the new living <laughs> says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. All right. That's good. Wow. Good. Yeah. Okay? That yeah. So that goes to the point we just made about, ah, Lord, I don't maybe you can, maybe you won't. No. Right here it says when you ask, because he will give you what you ask for. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty. Now, not even so much a divided mind, because we we read this a double-minded man, but a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Good Lord. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. (laughs) And you know what? We have believers that don't receive from God because they have divided loyalty because we are not decisive enough to say yes god i will stand on your word and i will exercise my faith and i will wholly rely and trust in and adhere to you and your word when you do that like we said before you will not fall you will not stumble and you will receive all that god has for you but if you're in this camp that knows the word but won't act upon it for whatever fear that you have or that you won't completely roll yourself over to him. For whatever reason, that person will not receive anything from God. And what happens at that point is that they become angry and disenfranchised because God didn't give me what he said he was going to. But you didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't stand on his word alone. He said, you have to ask in faith, and that your faith is in God alone. Not what you can do for yourself, not what mom and them can do, not what your job can do, not, not what your brother, what your sister, what your mammy, none of that. Said so your faith has to be in God alone. So because where I'm trying to get you to, man can't take you. Where I'm trying to place you, man can't put you there. So if we can't establish that I'm your only source here, then all bets are off. Then there's no point even having the conversation because I can't move you to this next point because you, my friend, still are not loyal to what I have for you. My way of doing and being right. You won't adhere to me. So I can't move you. I can't. I mean, God has to move with you. Because if it were all about just God placing you here or there, you would just be a puzzle piece. You would be a pawn in this giant galactic game of chess. But he needs you to be a willing participant in your own life. You have to be. And if you can't handle this, if we can't get our loyalty aligned properly, then we can't receive anything from God. So the rule of law in your house has to be God and God alone. It's your way. Yes. You say it's it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. It's your way, God. Yes. And that, that's it. It's your way, and that's it. I can't afford to try to do this by myself. Right. I can't afford to be unstable with divided loyalties. That's either God's way or the world's way. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You can't. You cannot. And that's the thing that we're trying, he's trying to get you to understand today, is that I need all of you. Yes. I understand. First Peter 5 and 8. First Peter chapter 5, and I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. 1 um, Peter 5 and 8, and we're going to go all the way down to 11. Um, the title here, it says, he gets the last word, which I love. It says, keep a, a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunging into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Well, we had a hammer right now. You could probably tear that up pretty good. He gets the last word. He gets the last word. He gets gets the the last word. See, so many of us are, are just are fearful of the fact of like I don't know what's gonna happen. But he tells you right here, he's like he's like, dude, I'm gonna put you together. I'm gonna put you together on your feet for good. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, don't worry about it. He said, your job is to be cool, honey bunny. Be cool. Just hang. Just stand right here where I placed you. It's gonna be alright. I have you. I got you. Second, like, no matter what anyone else says, I still have you. Yes. Yes. Allow me to have you. Yes. Allow me to do these things for you. Yes. It's like, that's what has to happen. He said he's trying to establish his foundation so that he can yes. build a magnificent temple yes. out of you. Yes. These are all of the things that he wants to do if we would just relax. Yes. Yes. Just relax. Christians have anxiety waiting for God to do what he said he was going to do. All you need to do is just chill. He's like, hey, I'm God. I created heaven and earth by my words. You think I can't take care of your light, Bill? Really? The stars hang in perfect position because I spoke them into existence. You think I can't find a job for you? I literally created creatures that never existed before by my words. You think I can't take care of your bank account or make sure that your kids are safe or find you the perfect mate? You think I can't handle all that? Sure I can. can. Sure I can. Just chill. I got it. Just relax. I got it. Your job is to make sure that you bar the doors to your house so that doubt and unbelief don't creep in. That's your job. Your job is to stay fixed to this word. That's yes. your job. And then just chill and relax yes. and let me handle it so you can sit in satisfaction as you see what happens to your adversaries. Yes. As you see what happens to the enemy that tried to attack you. Just yes. chill. You'll be sitting like Woo. the fat cat in your house that yes. I built right. for you yes. while you watch me destroy your enemies because you yes. decided to let me be God. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Glory. Woo. Good word. That's right. Good word. I'm like, all right. I can do that. He said, and and you're relaxing. Start to examine all that I am. Understand that I'm Jehovah, Lord and Master, Genesis 2 and 4. Understand that I am Jehovah Adonai, Deuteronomy 3 and 24. I am Master of All. Understand that I am Elohim, Chesed. I am God of mercy. I am mighty God of Israel. I'm El Elohi, Yad Israel, Genesis 33 and 20. I am El Elyon, Most High God. I am El-Emunah, faithful God. This is who I am. Explore who I am. He is begging and pleading you to explore who he is. Because it's in your exploration of who God is that you find out who you are. So when you understand that he is the most high, when you understand that he is your redeemer, he is your shield and buckler, you will understand that he has justified you, redeemed you, made you free. He made you an heir. He's accepted you and He has healed you. You yeah. will figure out all of these things yeah. if you just explore the nature of God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what I have for you today. Establishing the rule of law in your house is important. It is the only thing that you should be focused on is keeping that rule of law established in your house because then you can receive everything that God has for you. And it is easy because all you have to do is believe his word and let him take control and do everything that he asks you to do. Be decisive in your thought make sure your behavior mirrors what God is saying about you. Because if God says that you're the head and not the tail, then your behavior needs to make sure that you are the head and not the tail. If he says that you're healed, then your behavior has to say I am healed. If he's made me more than a conqueror, then my behavior has to make me more than a conqueror. This is how we get down. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We receive from God because we let God be God. We have His glory dwelling in us because we give Him space to operate in our life. This is how it works. And understand this lesson and get this lesson deep, 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 deep inside of you. Because when you understand it, you literally will take the limitations off your life. You will unshackle yourself. See, because you can never limit God, you only limit yourself and God using you. That's where the limitation comes from. Because He's inexhaustible. You can't exhaust God, He will never run out of resources. He will never run out of resources but you will limit what he can do in your life. That's where the limitation comes. And right now, he's called you to be free. He's called you to be free. He's called you to be free. He has called you to be free. No bondage. No limitations. Nothing held back. He wants to give you all. So receive all from him. BDIC, we're going to wrap this up in a minute. I promise. Ezekiel 43 and 12, and it talks about the rule of law of this house. And um, I was reading some exposition by uh, T. Austin Sparks. Okay. Good guy. So said, now, when Ezekiel saw the temple in ruins, God showed him a spiritual temple. You know, I'm going to read it for you because um, I, I don't want to paraphrase it because it's that important. At a time when the temple in Jerusalem was in ruins, Ezekiel the prophet was shown a spiritual temple. Measured out by a man with a golden measuring rod. The measurements were all exact. The prophet was led in, led through, led around, led up, set down, so that he could see the entire temple from every side. From every angle and every aspect, this spiritual house, which was God's mind accurately expressed, was shown to him. For Ezekiel, it was a spiritual temple, and it remained so until this very moment. The command was given to show the house of Israel what they could become. Wow. This was shown to you so you could see what you could become. Yes. Think of this. It is a human hand building your temple, building the temple commanded by God with a golden measurement. He it said it's the only standard. This is where the gold standard comes from. Okay. God right now is literally trying to say, give me your hand. I want to build you by your own hands, by your own words, by your own actions, to my exact specifications so that I can come and live in this holy house which you helped build with your own actions. That is what he wants to do for every single believer walking this earth right now. See, Adam tried and he failed. Because his heart wasn't connected. Mm -hmm. The Israelites tried, and they failed because their heart wasn't in the right place. That's why the temple laid in ruins. Said, here's your last shot. When it talks about he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, do you know why it has no spot or wrinkle? Because it's built to his exact measurements. So when the believer lets God tailor him and his life yeah. to the exact measurements that God has for you, yeah. you will be hard to handle. All right. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Just let that roll around in the old noggin for a little bit. Think about what you would look like if you were literally tailored by God. Think about that. Haggai 2. And um, I'm going to read from 4 to 9 in the Message Bible, and then we're going we're to let you leave. So right here, it's Joshua who says, So get to work, Zerubbabel. God is speaking. Get to work, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, high priest, Get to work, all you people. God is speaking. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. Put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I am living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid and don't hold back. This is what God of the angel armies has said. Before you know it, I will shake up sky and earth, ocean and fields. I will shake down all the godless nations. Yes. They will bring bushes of wealth, and I will fill this temple, yes. this temple, yes. with splendor. God of the angel army says so. He says so. Yes. He says so. Yes. I, am, I own the silver, I own the gold, decree of God of the angel armies. This temple is going to end up far better then it started out, a glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness, decree of the God of the angel armies. said, listen to what I'm telling you to do today. Get off of your hind parts and put this word into action. said, step up to the plate. Don't be mealy-mouthed. Be bold in your actions and be decisive because I want to create in you something glorious where I will dwell in you all of the time. So that temple that was once erected, that laid in ruins, if you allow him to rebuild you and tailor you with the exact golden measurements that God has with that hand that he showed in Ezekiel, he said that temple will be in splendor. You will be in splendor. So I can set you high upon everything. And everyone else will marvel at the work that God has done with you, his special little creature. So the rule and law of this house is, God, get me to that point where you indwell in me all of the time. We make a decision to serve you. That's why, you know, ask me in my house we will serve the Lord has new meaning because I will serve you. I am declaring it now, me and this house, me and everyone that I come in contact with, every single person that I influence and I may even have a conversation is going to hear about the goodness that you have done for me and how great that they can be because of you. This is what needs to happen today to establish that rule of law in your house so that, you know what? You kick lack out, you kick sickness out, you keep all of it out so that you can live in splinter the way God has called you to live. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.